from the verb innovare, which means simply to innovate, to reform, or to change. But what is innovation? It's often tough to define, but we know it when we see it. It's a new idea, creative thoughts, new imaginations, methods, theories, it's bettering ourselves. But we take these actions often out of necessity. So what if we could harness the scrapper mentality, the hustler, the actions of those who are just trying to survive and put it into everyday use? This is my passion project. I've attended some of the world's largest innovation conferences, developed the latest and greatest technology and produced change within organizations who were built on and preach tradition. Now I'm here to help entrepreneurs and everyday individuals make small changes and establish a new normal through new methods, ideas, and standards to change your life forever. I'm Roy Edwards, and welcome to the Innovare Project. I welcome you to Innovare. Yeah, this is where we innovate. This is the podcast where changes are made. If you're not growing, then you're dying. Innovation is the key to surviving. This is Innovare, where we ain't scared to make that change and create a new way. Uh huh. If you're ready to learn and sit back and just chill, it's about to get real. This is Innovare. What's up, guys, and welcome into another episode of the Innovare Podcast, the podcast that helps you innovate, change, and level up to just 1% better. Really, that's the point here is it's derived from the tech industry and the software industry of CICD. Now, what is CICD? Continuous integration, meaning we're constantly bringing things in, and continuous development, meaning we're constantly developing those things, making them better. Right, that's the point. Constantly bringing things in, new information, new ideas, feedback, etc., new applications, whatever it is, right? Continuous development, constantly making whatever is in our lives, us, our 2.0, our 3.0, whatever it is, better. Constantly working on those things. So that's what we cover here. And today, we're talking with a good buddy of mine, Mr. Zach Babcock. He is a uh, well, I'll let him explain who he is and what he does, but he is the podcast king. He did five years, over five years in prison, and uh, now runs a, uh, a six-figure business that he's built as an underdog. So he is Mr. Underdog. He is the podcast king, and we're going to talk a lot about his path to entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about podcasting. Obviously, we're going to be talking about building a brand, positioning yourself in a brand, and then Ways to just continually overcome when doubters tell you you can't do something. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I know I did. It's been a podcast episode that I've been really looking forward to recording and releasing for some time. So here it is. Without further ado, let's get started. Zach Babcock spent over five years in prison and has transitioned into building a six-figure business to who knows what's next. He's the host of the Underdog Empowerment Podcast. He is the king of podcasts and welcome into the Innovare Podcast, Zach Babcock. What's up, my man? Dude, appreciate you having me, man. I'm excited to be here. and I just love how you open that up, just keeping it real. Like, hey, we're still figuring this tech shit out. So, you know, we're gonna, we ain't figured it out today, but we're going to get it eventually, right? It ain't going to be today, man. <laughs> keeping it what. real. <laughs> yeah. Dude, usually, so like it, we were talking pre-show and you were like, yo, just keep my, my bio simple. Like just, 
just like run with it. I was like, okay. Cause usually no joke last week I did a show and it was like two paragraphs and I'm, I'm like, I can't read where shit. Like I'll just like, <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> so I'm like staring at the screen. I'm like, man, there's some big ass words, you know, like PhD shit. I'm over here. Like mm, I, I mess that one. I'm gonna mess that one up. So yeah. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it when I just got to read like three sentences or two sentences that like makes my life so much easier, man. Appreciate Amen. It. Amen, dude. I'm right in the same boat with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, uh, you're out in St. Louis, which I was out in St. Louis two weeks ago with, with, with our guy, Joey, who, uh, took me to the studio where, so I saw, like, I guess it's your old studio now before we get into your backstory and everything like that. But like, I guess you just moved, moved studios. Right. So like before we get into your backstory and who you are and your podcast and everything like that, like, you're starting to grow and scale and you're out moving like your old student. Like what was that like? Like yeah. moving out of like your baby basically. Yeah, dude. So like, it's crazy. We only been in that studio for September of 2020 to uh, 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 March of 2021. So six months, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it was our first brick and mortar, like underdog empowerment started in my basement at my old house and then we moved upstairs and then the third spot was that studio and um now we just moved 45 minutes outside of st louis and so it used to only be a five minute drive from my house to the to the office now it's a 45 minute drive and so i wasn't coming in to the to the office anymore unless i had an in-person interview and i was like you know what let's just let's get out of here and let's get a new we need a place to hold live events anyways, because we'll save so much long term. So let's just get an office space where we can host live events and have a badass studio that's five minutes away from my house. And so Dude, there's a story yes. behind it. Dude, yeah. So like this has been like 2020, I feel like has opened up a lot of different people's eyes in like what an office space should look like. So like as a tech organization, right, we had we had an office with like five. I think there was like five desks right? Five or six desks and people would come in and we had this big ass conference room and like all this stuff. Right. And we scaled down luckily in, in October of before everything went down and we were like, yeah, we don't really need an office. Like we're here. Like I'm here like once a week. Right. Like it's expensive. I got to leave my house and drive through all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like understanding that you don't have to like going crazy like you don't have to have it in a certain spot you don't have to have it in a certain area you don't have to have this crazy whatever like it needs to fit your needs and understanding that and getting it closer to yourself and like understanding the way that your business works the events like everything you want to get doing and just like auditing what you have that's a big deal man i feel like a lot of people just kind of like be like oh yeah well i have an office and, and it makes sense because of that's the way we've always done it you know and they don't take a look at like what it is that they're doing and where they want to be they don't Dude, do that spot on man it's like so many people don't do that even not even just with office space but like like oh i gotta be successful but they don't even know what success yeah. means they're like oh, i gotta have the house a trophy wife and all this that and that because that's what they think society thinks is success and so they gotta live up to that standard and i'm like dude what is is what is success to you what is happiness to you what is all what does that mean to you get clear on what that means to you and then design your life around it right following we get into that following trends that entrepreneur instagram entrepreneur type lifestyle right where <laughs> it's some bullshit like it just it's just somebody like in front of a, a front of a car that's not even theirs they snuck onto like a an airport <laughs> padlock or whatever the hell things are called and take pictures of other like they 
take the picture in some sort of a way that it makes it look like they're doing something they're really not. Yep. And we get entrepreneurs get caught up in that really easily, man. Like even big businesses get caught up in that where like if you watch like in my industry, tech the tech industry and GovCon, you go to my competitors' websites, they all look exactly the same. Oh, wow. Same clip art, same stock photos, same verbiage. It's all the same. They get caught up in this hamster wheel, you know? So it's it's important, man, to, to keep know yourself, right? Know who you are and where you've been in your story, which speaking of your story and who you are and the real Zach Bobcock, right? That's like everything you preach. So who is real Zach Bobcock? What's your what is your backstory? Like how did you get from we talked about it in that in that initial sentence or two of who you are, right? That five years in prison, but like there's more to that story than just five years of prison to six figures, right? So so what is that? Yeah, it's a long story, but I'll give the cliff notes version. We can always unpack as much as you want, bro. But uh yeah, man. Uh I grew up without a father figure, and I'm not blame I'm not using that as an excuse in any way, shape, or form. But I didn't know what it was like to be a man, and I wanted to be accepted so bad that I would do shit that was outside of my character uh, and didn't align with you know my true core values just to try to fit in and be accepted with the crowd. I mean, we all do that to an extent, especially as teenagers and shit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, did that, uh, and I didn't have any chief aim in life, and so I got in a lot of trouble growing up. Uh, by the time I was 19, I caught some cases, uh, went to prison, I uh, got a Got a seven-year sentence. I did four years flat on that seven. Got out for about two years. Got a DWI and went back to prison just 20 days before my twin sons were born. Um, that was it. That was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. I decided to own the rest of my life after that moment. And then I got out. Couldn't find a job anywhere. Became an entrepreneur. Got laughed at for the next three and a half years. Launched the podcast, Underdog Empowerment. Broke through in a major way. Started killing it, growing the downloads, interviewing cool people, and generated hundreds of thousands of dollars with the podcast. And I help entrepreneurs do the same thing. And uh, now we're launching a couple different ventures this year that have nothing to do with podcasts. So life's just incredible. I'm just taking it as far as I can. I'm squeezing every ounce of potential out of it that I can. Uh, and I'm excited to be here with you today to jam. Yeah, man. So that 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 journey, right? So I feel like everybody has that moment in life where you come to that fork, right? You're either you can make a decision. You can either stay the path you're going to and you know the outcome because you've been doing the same shit over and over and over again, right? Like you knew that if you continue down that path, probably going to end up back in prison, right? Because that's- Or dead, yeah. Right, because doing the same thing generates the same results, right? Amen. So I feel like we, we all have that moment in our life where we have to take a, take a second to look at it. Well, or you have many moments- like we're, you're not done having those moments. I'm not done having those moments. It's just something bigger and different. Right. Amen. Like, so like for me, my son getting born, that was a big moment for you. It sounds like, sounds like for you. Right. And it was for me, right. Like my, not my son being born was a big moment for you, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> although it might've been, who know, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, like your kids being born, that's a big moment in your life where it's, you're like, well, shit, I know what my parents gave to me either good or bad. And I know what I want to change or provide to my children. And that's like life smacking you in the face, man, big time. And, and the, some people react well to that. And you know, that's where you see the, the alpha dog entrepreneurs, right? Or the people who are going to take that next step and they're, they're going to get smacked in the face and they're going to keep going. So speaking on that, what is an entrepreneur? 
an alpha dog entrepreneur because I believe I just kind of defined it. So start, sorry for taking that, uh, that wind out of your sails there for a second, but, but like, that's what you speak so highly. You speak so much about this on this alpha dog entrepreneur, these people who do what, what is an alpha dog entrepreneur? Yeah, man. I love it, dude. So I'm in the process of, this is one of the ventures that I'm launching, um, this year. I'm so fucking excited about it, dude. But, uh, you know, I came to the realization that any one of us can literally create our identity to whatever we want it to be and then create our life to whatever we want it to be. But too many people don't design it. They don't take the time to actually design it. It's, it's super simple shit, dude. It's not easy, but super simple shit. Um, and so an alpha underdog entrepreneur, alpha underdog is someone that creates and designs their identity in each role, mind, body, soul, relationships, finance, and those five areas. And then they create the life by knowing what habits they got to develop. And they go through this process of doing that. It's a pro and we all have, I say this a lot and this not to be on no woo woo shit, but I'm starting to tap into that a little bit. I'm still practical as fuck, but I've been getting a little bit of woo woo lately, but, uh, uh, it's true though. We all have everything we need to be, and become you got everything you fucking need right now to just be who you are and fucking have an amazing life and have so much shit to be grateful for and then everything you need to become whatever the fuck you want to become oh yeah and so i i, I listen to a lot I, so i'm a big listener of your podcast actually i listen to it almost every night when i'm doing my when i'm doing my walk i do a, a walk do, i'm doing 75 hard right now which i'm on day 70 74 Tomorrow, tomorrow's the end of it, man. I'm so far behind right now. So it's like, I'm like, so I had a mini freak out right before we had jumped on. I'm like, damn, I've only, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything today. I don't have any checks. You're going to be slamming water for the rest of the day. <laughs> yes, so, um, yeah. So like, but, but, uh, I listen to your podcast on my walk every night. Right. I love it. And I, and I hear you guys, you, you talk a lot when you're a guest on other podcasts, I check, I check that out as well. And a lot of people ask you like, like, why is it important for you to, for your business to have a podcast? Right. And so I didn't want to ask that question for you because I feel like everybody can listen to any podcast that you're on and get that information. What I wanted to ask was like, why did you even start a podcast? Like when you came out, right, you came out of prison and I know that you had like some other sales career, right? You had another career, but like why podcast? There are so many other things that you could have done yourself entrepreneur wise blog video like there are so many things but like why audio why podcast yeah man the since i was a little kid i've always had this vision of like changing the world in a in a dope way and like doing really 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 big shit i know i think we all do to an extent um but i've always had that vision and then like you know i've always tended to do shit like that even when i was getting in trouble but when I, when I left network marketing and, and became like, I, I had this vision now, which is crazy. Cause today something huge happened. That I'll get into in just a moment. But, um, my, my thing was helping people coming out of prison and stuff. It wasn't as clear back then as it is now. Now it's a 9% recidivism rate or lower in the U S which recidivism rates in the U S dwarf any other country. It's a, it's crazy numbers, but, uh, and it's show, clear indicator that our system, this it's broken and it was, is designed to keep people in it. But, um, Anyways, so having that, when I when I set out to do this, you know, Gary V was like the one that inspired me. I used to watch Gary V, v shit back in 2016 and the early part of 2017. 
And so I started off in this path and I started off with YouTube was the first brand I tried built. And that tanked. If you go watch my old YouTube videos, they suck. <laughs> we all got to suck in the beginning to get good. Right. I'm grateful for it. Cause that's how I was able to start talking in front of a camera. But, um, uh, that was that. And then nothing was breaking for, through. Anytime I tried to collaborate with any entrepreneur, everybody was laughing at me. Nobody was taking me serious. Like, oh man, this dude just got out of prison. Now he's trying to become an entrepreneur. This dude's a joke. You know, that's what literally I was going through. And uh, I was just throwing shit on the wall, trying to see what stuck, what would stick. And I didn't even want to do a podcast, to be honest with you, because I, I prefer video. There's just more creative stuff you could do. And um, that was my jam. Uh, but I was like, fuck it, let's start this podcast. Because at the time, um, I was going through uh, Russell Brunson's uh, uh, Funnel Hacks Masterclass that he had back in 2017, because yeah. I was trying to learn about marketing. And it's funny now, because I make fun of that. Russell Brunson's a genius, but that Facebook group, there's a bunch of fucking lame-ass motherfuckers. Yeah. That don't, I, feel, I feel like I got to take... Anytime I go in that Facebook group, I feel like I got to go take a shower afterwards, bro. I feel dirty <laughs> yeah. and slimy. It's, it's bad, man. So many memes and people just asking rhetorical questions. I, oh my gosh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. keep going. My bad, dude. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. No, but uh, I was going through his his funnel X masterclass. And he was talking about one of the lessons. He's like, I had a client that was having a rough time of finding opportunity. I uh, was finding it hard to collaborate with people. And then he launched his podcast and all these opportunities open up and just open up all these networks, speaking engagements, all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, if anybody can relate to that shit, I could fucking relate. All right, fuck it. Let's start a podcast. And I learned, I did deep dive, found some YouTube videos on how to start a podcast, put it together, launched it. And that was uh, the the reason behind it. And it had, you know, I got it ranked on day three by getting a bunch of reviews and then had Billy Gina's marketing on the following week. So I went from nobody fucking with me to being able to do some cool shit in one week. And I was like, I'm all in after that. Yeah. And it was you. It wasn't like you started your first. I like that you had you admit it. And then you talk about how like the YouTube flopped. Yeah. Because right? like a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And it's going to be fucking awesome. And it's going to shoot to the moon, right? And I guess if they, if you work with, with my man, Zach, then that's a possibility. But a lot of people think that we just because we start something that everything's just going to be like honky-dory. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And, you know, we're going to be million-dollar entrepreneurs next week. And we're good, right? There's a lot of work involved. And there's a lot of work behind the scenes. And so, like, I know that you, you launched, but... Were, were you like practicing? Like, were you recording yourself going around before the launch or like, like what was that process to launch? Like, or did you just understand the marketing trends from some of the other things that you had done and apply to it to a podcast? I mean, I, I applied stuff that I learned about marketing to it, but really, uh, you know, it was just, a it was such a new space because there's a lot more that you got to do to get a podcast up and launch. There's more resistance. That's why, you know, there's less than a, there's less than a million active podcasts and there's over a hundred million active YouTube channels. You know right. what I'm saying? So, cause you gotta get the equipment, you gotta know how to get your hosting service up and then connect it all, get it syndicated on all these different platforms. And, and there's a lot more resistance to it. And so I was just like diving deep on that. And, and what's funny is that shit's the easy shit. It's the marketing of the podcast that that really is the levers that you should focus on on pulling because you know at the end of the day you just want a bunch of people tuned to your content it don't matter if you got a 200 dollars mic set up like the one i'm using right now uh which is the same one that i started off with 
or if you got a really expensive, you know, couple grand invested into it, like the one I had at the studio that you've seen, um, mm -hmm. what matters is the content. And so what that boils down to, I, I put into what I learned about marketing. It's the same shit like doing your market research. Um, you know, if like you got, you, you find out your ideal customer avatar, who it is that you're speaking to, what it is that your product is about, what's your show about, where is it taking them? Like, what's the benefit? They're going to go from X, the pain point that they're in now to Y, which is the future that they want and desire. And then your differentiator, why should they listen to you? What separates you? What differentiates you from all the other podcasts or products in your space? And so I just focused on that and was really intentional about that brand this time because the first one with YouTube was super off, dude. It was it was called Win With Zach. Number one, it's cheesy as all get up. And uh, secondly, it's it was Win With Zach. It was about me. It's not like a movement that people can identify with and get behind. And so this one, I was like, I need to create an identity a movement that people can identify with and that they can get behind. And so I started asking, well, who am I? Well, I'm, a, I'm an ex-convict. Yeah, but I'm more than an ex-convict. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, but I'm an underdog. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an underdog entrepreneur. And I was like, underdog, underdog, uh, underdog advantage, under, underdog empowerment. And then I was like, man, I like, I like those two. And then I pulled the Facebook group that I had that's now called Underdog Empowerment Movement. At the time, it was called Goal Getter Secrets. So cheesy as fuck, too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I pulled my group, the Facebook group, and said, should it be the Underdog Advantage or Underdog Empowerment? Everybody voted on Underdog Empowerment. And so that's what we went with. I bet before that, I literally, like, if you Google the definitions, Underdog, you know, a person that, you know, has the odds stacked against them that's likely not to make it, and then Empowerment, giving up Empowerment to a set group of people, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what the podcast represents and then finally and i'll shut up because i don't like to give long-winded answers but uh uh the color scheme i googled the psychology of colors and i picked out red black and white because it matches what the whole underdog vibe you know of what it represents red power aggression white's like pure divine uh black has like the elegant that that, that dark side to it you know and yeah, it's pretty cool dude i love that you broke it down that because a lot of people just wing it Right, yeah. which is fine. Like you can wing it. That like getting started is definitely like go do it. I'm I'm a firm believer in take the first step today. You know, you'll you're gonna fail a little bit, you're gonna fall a little bit, but like keep moving forward. Like I'm a big believer in that. But some of the things that you just talked about, right? Like knowing who your audience is, and not just like knowing who my audience is, but clearly defining them as like a persona or describing them. Right. So like, I'm going to do something. I'm ask a question right now that I've heard you ask a lot of people, like who is underdog empowerment for? Like, who's your audience? Yeah. So I, I've simplified this. It used to be so hard for me until I, until I landed on this. And I think a lot of people in the beginning, this is probably the thing that they struggle with. At least a lot of people do. I see yeah. you know, a lot of people in the beginning, they, 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 they try and make up this imaginary avatar uh, that doesn't even align with who they are. Now, if you're a company brand, that's cool. You know, you could pick your make up this imaginary avatar. Uh, even even a product brand, you can you can do that. But if we're talking about like a personal brand, which is exactly what a podcast is, you know, because you're the face of it, and people are coming yeah. to hear your thoughts, views, and perspectives. It's got to be. If you want to make it simple, this ain't easy, but it's simple. It's just to get super clear on who you are. 
and then your message is always geared towards who you were yesterday or who you were just starting out or anywhere in between that. And what's cool about that is that as you grow, so does that person you were yesterday. And so you're able to help more and more and more people as time goes on. But you got to start. Now, when I started, I didn't have a whole lot of success, dude. I was broke as fuck, you know, <laughs> and nobody wanting to holler at me or whatnot. And so I started there of who I was just starting out. And I was a person, an entrepreneur trying to figure it out. And I was going to go on this journey. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to go interview people, get these answers and share everything I learned with you in the process. And now it's grown to a part where I figured some things out. So I got a whole lot more to figure out. Like the more <laughs> it's funny, the, the, the more the older I get is I realize the more I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but I'm able to help a lot more people than I was when I first started. So uh, underdog empowerment's for that alpha underdog entrepreneur that's committed to doing whatever the fuck it takes to level up and win in life. Yeah, I love that. Is that clearly identification, which I think starts with you just hit it starts with understanding who yourself is. Like I can't talk finance. Like I'm, I will never like this podcast isn't for financial people unless you know, they're into tech and innovation or something like that. But I'm not going to sit here and talk crypto or or something like, cause I'm, that's not me. Yeah. Right. You got to speak to what you know and who you are. And the, the flip side of that, right. Is I know we were talking like this. We were talking about this a little bit earlier about entrepreneurs and seeing stuff online and seeing other people doing things and thinking they have to keep up. Well, that goes with like storytelling too. Like I feel like everybody is like, well, my story is the, I had it the hardest and I had it this and I had it that, you know what I'm saying? And they, and they see other people being like, like nobody else can tell Zach Babcock's story. I can't tell your story. It, It didn't happen to me. Right. And I, and that doesn't mean that I should go and like try and make my story be like you because I'm not Zach. Right. Where I, I feel like that's a big mistake a lot of people are, are, are making these days where they, when someone says, tell your story, you know, like be real to you. Cause that's the only avenue that you have to tell your own story and to, do, to, to reach the people who actually like identify with you and your purpose and, and your group and your tribe or whatever you want to call it, right? Like that Facebook group that you had, you know, like when did you say, and this is a, this is a huge rhetorical softball loaded question, right? But when did you see more growth, right? When you were like trying to like use buzzwords to gra- grab people in, or you were like, yo, I'm Zach Babcock. I went to prison and let's roll. Cause I'm an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like that I'm real Zach Babcock, like your, like your Instagram handle, you know, like, yeah, you saw, you saw more growth when you were being yourself, right, bro? I used to wear suits and ties and and use those bu- bullshit buzzwords that a lot of people still use. And um, dude, nothing wrong with suits and ties, and nothing wrong with those buzzwords, but they're not me, right? right. Dude, I don't wear suits and ties. I, I you know I got a beard that goes down to my belly button, a body full of tattoos, and I did over five years of my life in prison. And that's not who I am no more, but, but I just keep shit real, dude. Like if I say something on the podcast and like, I I'm talking and then like, I forget what I'm saying and I'm like, uh, shit, what was it? Uh, you know, cause that happens sometimes. Yeah. I leave that in the recording because it's me. It's just, we make fucking mistakes. We're not perfect. I forget shit sometimes like halfway saying it and then it'll pop back when I start talking about something else. Uh, once I stepped in that and just like, man, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to be raw. I'm just going to, express me i'm not gonna try to be shit that i'm not anymore like i was doing before 
man, that's when that connection was made and people were attracted to, I'm going to use the buzzword, that authenticity. (laughs) That's why I say I didn't call it authentic Zach Babcock. I called it real Zach Babcock because I hate that fucking word authentic. (laughs) But that's like, that's real talk though. Like a lot of people, they try to seem like they're being authentic by trying to copy what other people are doing. If that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, I see real, like I see Gary, like I can't do video like Gary V. Right. I can't do it. It's it's not because like I I I think I'm just as creative as Gary V. Like I'll say that like I have no I have no problem think, think, saying that I think I'm creative, right? But I don't have a team of like 15 people following me around with video cameras and like doing everything that like I so I can't put out the same high quality content that Gary V. So I can't pretend to be Gary V. Right? But I can be Roy and do things with a phone or like be me. I can't be Andy Versella. I can't be Zach Babcock. Right? Like I'm I'm me. And like the understanding that people can care about like your everyday life is a hard concept for people to grasp because they, they think that people only care about like, like real housewives type stuff. You know what I mean? Like the, like, but like people care about your story and they want to support people that they know, like, and can relate with. I think that's why like a, a lot of the reason why like you're so successful is because people relate with your story. They might not even been to prison, but they're like, yo, I I relate with that so much. Like the overcoming an obstacle, changing yourself to be a better person, like, and, and you're humble about it. Like you're, you tell this story relatable and you're like, yo, you can do this. You make the other, you make the listener, the other person, the focus of the story. Like you can do this. Let's do this together. Right. Like bringing people along. And so Amen. with that, dude, like where you were talking about when you're bringing other people along, where you went from when was Zach, the YouTube, right? I got that right. Right. Yeah. So, and then now you're interviewing world-class entrepreneurs. You got, what, who'd you say? Billy Jean. I seen Anna Frisella on your show. Um, you had the dude from profit first on your show. Like what, what was your idea behind getting all these people on? Was it, was it like, I just want to talk to them? Was it like, I want to get, I want to pick their brain? Like what's, what's the thought process of getting these types of people on your show? Uh, speaking to alpha dog entrepreneurs. The, the core idea was cause I knew when I was coming home from prison the last time, um, I knew that I was going to be in my kid's life and I was going to be a good father. and I was gonna be happy and successful, even though I didn't really know what successful looked like other than being out of prison and in my kid's life. And so I didn't know how I was going to do that, but the only thing I did know how was that, Hey, I had to change my people, places and things. Like if it's, if I hang out with loser people and loser places doing loser shit, I might get loser results. And so I started hanging out in winning places with people with winners doing winning shit. And so the whole concept was like, dude, if I just interview people that are kicking ass and get around those people, that shit's going to rub off on me. And it did. And so I, I take it a step further and I, you know, I went to first form headquarters twice and interviewed Andy. I go to sit down with Bedros Killian in person, sat down with Dan Fleischman in person and got to travel to them with my videographer and got to see how they ran their business and what their culture was like and how they operated and what, how they showed up, how they greeted their guests like myself. And, you know, uh, that like 
show me like, holy shit, you know, like I could do this too. And like, I don't know. So that's what was the main concept behind it. And then the, the, the second piece obviously was the relationship because I value those, I value relationships more than anything besides time and health, you know, but, uh, relationships definitely like third, but, uh, um, so having that relationship with them and then third, being able, I knew that being able to show people that I had relationships with these people that all my audience already knows and looks up to, it's only going to raise my status and my positioning in the marketplace as well. And so I just was like, fuck it, let's go hard and do that a lot. And I did. And it was helpful in all those ways. Cause you know, last little thing before I wrap it up, uh, up until this point, uh, I just recorded the final episode in our, in our first brick and mortar studio, uh, Wednesday. And, um, up until then, I've done solo episodes, but the main focus had been interviews, interviewing people that were further along than me and being able to interview them and ask them specific questions on my podcast pertaining to my situation, how I could level up, which would help my audience at the same time. Uh, that was my main focus. And, you know, I, I did that for almost three years now, but now I'm going into solo content for like the next 90 days or so but it's just going to be back to back to solo content because i've been building out like stuff that i've been doing but i've gotten it out of my head and onto paper and into a process for a lot of it and like how to how to how i operate and i'm going to talk about that uh on my show which is something i never d focused on before but uh but i got to that point by going back to your original question by sitting down with those rock stars so in doing those solo episodes, have you recorded them yet? Like, have you done any of them yet? Nope. And so, bro, I think you'll appreciate this from a system standpoint. Um, this is March, what, March 3rd, 5th, 16th? Mm-hmm. 16th, yeah. March 16th. We've got episodes queued up to mid-June. So we're like uh, April, May, June. Three months ahead of the game. Yeah. So, so I'm going to start recording these in like May and I'll probably record like six all in the same day and then have a month and a half worth of stuff or maybe record 12 and have four months worth of content. But, uh, but yeah, that's how I usually roll with the content. Dude. I, so I love that, that you just laid that out. Cause I feel like a lot of people when they're first starting out or first starting out anything, they realize how much it is to do it. And they're like, man, that's not sustainable. Like, how can I put out a podcast a week? That means I got to record, edit, do the artwork, I got to do a live stream video. I got it. Or if you do those kind of things, right. And I got to do all that and then release it and then turn around and do it again. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of work, right. But I actually did that. And so my goal after listening to you talk about that, my goal was to pre-record so that I didn't have to do a single episode from Thanksgiving into the new year for two months. I didn't want to record it. I didn't want to do any podcast. I just wanted to hang out with my family, do the whole holidays thing. And so I did like three or so podcasts a week, which kind of sucked. Like it kind of sucked to be honest with you, like doing that many podcasts, mm -hmm. but, which was tough. I'm sure you've been there, right? Um, but then you take that time off. And what where I see that I messed up now was that I probably should have kept recording and then done what you're doing right now, where you're like, you continually have that time off. So like you manage your time very well, which I know is on purpose, but you're record so you're recorded through June right now. So like, how do you go? Do you plan in bunches? Like, do you plan your content like out in a, like I do seasons where I have like a theme of the season. 
which uh, season two right now is all about mindset. It's all about like overcoming who you were, objections, that sort of a thing, right? And so do you plan that out? Like how do you plan out like the next batch that you're going to go over? Like right now you're like, I'm going to do solo episodes. So like, and you're like, we just talked about what, three months ahead of that plan. I assume you have like downloadable, like what goes into that thought process of releasing that far in advance? Yeah, man. Love that. Um, so I'm, for the most part, I'm a shoot from the hip kind of dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm also though very, it's weird. It's a contradiction, but I'm also very process orientated and detail orientated. And, um, so you know, for, for all of 2020, uh, and most of 2021, it's been shoot from the hip. Hey, just bring on guests. Cause it's so much fucking easier to, to interview someone than it is to create solo content. Cause you got to plan the topics, your bullet points or what you exactly, what point you're driving home, uh, versus, you know, guests, you could literally just hit record and have a conversation with them and ask them questions and figure out what they're passionate about. And just keep on talking about that and be genuinely curious about them. Um, so it's so much easier in my, my opinion to do, uh, guest interviews. And that's what I did all of 2020. Cause in 2019, I was 2019 was a huge focus on my own podcast and growing the fuck out of it. And then 2020 was a huge focus on the business and growing the fuck out of it and helping in our businesses, helping people kill it with podcasts. So I was focused on our clients and shit. And so I, so my podcast still grew, but it was like, it wasn't like I was like actively put, I was just putting out episodes. I wasn't like going on other podcasts a lot. Like I was in 2019 and doing all the other shit to grow it. And so uh, now it's like different seasons. Right. And so I have stuff on the podcast. Like I love what you do, you're doing where, you know, you have stuff dialed in for mindset and you have stuff of overcoming shit or whatnot. That's really cool. And suit what I found is your audience loves that type of shit. Like, so for an example, Episode 166, 167, and 168 on underdog empowerment. That was back in 2019. I did a series like that specifically on YouTube. I interviewed my YouTube coach, Nick Nimmin. He has over 750,000 subscribers. I watched him go from that from 10,000 in a couple of years. He's a real deal. Uh, had him. He was just giving us all nuggets. And then I had another episode after that where I did a case study on how I published one video on YouTube. And it was making anywhere from $80 to $210 a month for over a year straight off of just one video from the ad, ad revenue from YouTube and the affiliate marketing links that I had in the video that I promoted. Uh, and then I interviewed Phil Starkovich, the, the owner of TubeBuddy, which is a tool that I use uh, that helps me rank my videos on YouTube. So that was such a deep dive on one topic, showing people how to grow and monetize their YouTube channel. And, uh, and my audience fucking loved it whenever I did shit like that. So like my thought process, like for a while, I just been in shoot from the hip mode, but now we're going to go into really planned, strategically thought out content and it's geared towards alpha underdog, which is the new brand that I'm launching later this year. I'm told you, I've been getting all these stuff that I've been doing throughout my life out of my head and into form and like documented and stuff. And then I'm going to be going through those, uh, as episodes on the show. And then they're also going to be turned into a book and I'm going to go through scribe media when the time comes, it's probably gonna be like two years out from now, but I'm gonna pay the hundred grand and get a New York times bestselling book through all this. So it's going to be something, it's going to be some big shit. I'm just doing it the right way by doing it myself first 
and knowing this shit's concrete and then putting it out there and helping other people do it and then fucking launching it with a fucking bang. So all that that you just talked about right there, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick pieces out of it and push you on it. <laughs> is you said that, and I've heard you say this a bunch. Whereas you got to get stuff out of your head. You're you have this thought process in your mind where you're. I've heard you say that you're a um, what is it? You build culture, right? But you're a process. You might not realize this, but you <laughs> understand processes really well, like. And I've heard you speak with other people about processes and your understanding, even when we had a conversation prior to, and you were like, you know, I'm not a process guy, but here's what I got. And you have process maps and flows and charts and like all this other stuff, right? Which I assume that you knew that that was a a weakness or weaker than your strength. And so you went in on it. That's my assumption of seeing somebody from, from the outside, seeing somebody who has a self-described weakness in an area, but then seeing how strong they are on it. So like, how did you attack your weaknesses when building everything that you just talked about? Like the, the podcast, the future book, the company, the, the everything, right? Like there are a lot that goes into that more than just hitting record on a podcast and, and growing culture, right? There's a lot of processes, systems, things in place that have to support this and going on, right? So like, yeah. how did you go through that yourself knowing that, you're not as I'm going to say that in quotes. You're not as strong in processes because I think you're I think you're really strong in processes. Appreciate that, man. Um, how 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 that happened, dude? It's the bullshit story or the truth that we're telling ourselves. Whatever you tell yourself, like if you say I can't do this, then you can't. And it sounds so simple, but it's the truth, man. Um, and so out of necessity, I had to quit telling myself that I sucked at systems and processes, and it's. And, and if I'm being honest, sometimes I actually even enjoy them. I know that I enjoy visionary shit way more than integrator shit all day long. But there's some integrator shit that I still do. But now we got Paul, who's fucking amazing and doing all the integration stuff, which, you know, if I if I needed to, I, I read the book Rocket Fuel by Gina Wickman. It's a really good book. I think I'm one of those rare individuals that could do both because it talks about there are people that can be a visionary and integrator, but I think I'd be doing our mission a disservice if I try to do both. Like, I think I'd be, I can give my best contribution to our mission as a whole by focusing on visionary shit. Um, but yeah, man, it was just, uh, it was out of that necessity, you know, starting from just me building the business, getting it going till we were able to bring on team members. I had to, I had to develop some some type of systems like the podcasting and shit to, to be able to do it because before we had a team that produces our podcasts, it was me. And you know, you've done it yourself. You know how much goes into a pot. It's not fucking <laughs> little like you got to edit that deal, throw the Apple tags on it, write the show notes, upload it to your hosting service provider, put your show notes on your WordPress website. If you got that, create the marketing assets like there's a lot of shit that you could even go on deeper than that. There's a lot of shit that goes into it. And so being able to have a system in place where we, and dude, I, I tested out when I was doing it myself, putting out five podcasts a week before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I was doing that shit by myself, plus on social media by myself, plus handling calls with people with like doing that shit. Um, I had, to, I had to have systems in place or else I'd have been, <laughs> it'd have yeah. been even worse than what it, what, what it was. 
So you just said that you put out five. So why did you move from five a week to you do one a week now, right? Every Monday. Yeah, I figured uh, I found out through through all of this different testing that I did that one a week's perfect, perfect for my audience because it's not too much. It's once a week. It's on the same day every single week. Like we've never missed a Monday upload since 2018 when we launched every single Monday, same time, 3 a.m. It comes central time. It comes out. And I found that that one a week, it's not too much. And it's actually for me. I, I, my downloads are better when I put out less. It's weird <laughs> from my testing. I'm like, damn, because then people start getting burnt out. But if it's just once a week, people will keep up on it. You know what I'm saying? So, But that's not the same with everybody. Some people perform better when they do it every single day or twice a week. It's something that you do got to play around with and see how your audience responds to it. Yeah, I was doing once. So I still do. I went back to doing once a week. So I did twice a week for a little while and the numbers went up and the numbers were I was getting like really positive feedback from it. And I was doing a guest that released on Mondays. So like this podcast that we're listening to right now will release on Monday. And then I was doing on Fridays, a release of my individual. So they were real short 15 minute conversations, basically with myself, just talking through a mic, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, which gets crazy. I tell you doing, doing solo shows, is a monster dude like that's the life that i came from like i'm from the radio so like guests were like it was nice to have a guest but you didn't always have a guest and so you just like spoke and you had to do you had to speak through the microphone to this of in imaginary people that you have to like envision are reacting to the things you're saying it's crazy but like i, I was interested because you said five a week i'm like damn like that's a crazy change to go <laughs> from every day to Monday. So you ran like what? Just you just tested it and watched the numbers and bro, I did one week where I did all 7 days. I've te oh. I've tested with every variation you could probably think of. Um I've never done two in one day. Oh wait, no no, yeah, I have. I have in the very beginning I released I released with, you know, four, uh three of them right out the gate. But uh yeah, I've done every variation though like one once a week, twice, three times, all the way up to 7. Um but what I found though is this once a week is perfect for 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 my audience nice so i got two questions before before we call this a jump so my first question is for somebody who's starting out their podcast right now don't even have a podcast don't know how to get started they're a business maybe they're an individual or a business doesn't matter but they're like you know what i heard zach i want a podcast but they don't know how to start what would you say to them all right I'm going to give you the sexy shit first, and then I'm going to give you the most important, boring shit last. The, the shit that I say last is what I really want you to remember. You can get your podcast ranked on Apple by getting a bunch of written reviews in a short period of time. So if you get like 15 written reviews in like a couple hours, you got a good chance of getting ranked on Apple. Um, so that helps with positioning and leveraging and being able to say that you're a top-rated podcaster when you're inviting big-name guests on your show and getting people excited about it. You grow your podcast a bunch of different ways, but the 80-20, just go on other podcasts that are similar to yours that has an audience. Just get in front of audiences and plug your podcast. That's how you grow it. Um, you interview celebrities and big-name guests by asking them, <laughs> sliding into their DMs. Simple, right? And you make money a bunch of different ways. You could do affiliate marketing, something that I highly recommend. You can interview past clients on your show and then make a plug to join, you know, fill out an application to work with you. There's a bunch of different ways. 
Um, so that's the fun and sexy and exciting shit. It's all super, super simple. The most important is to get clear on your marketing message. I call it the four W's. Uh, go to my fucking YouTube channel. I think it's the featured video on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's the the four keys to long-term podcasting success, I think is the name of the video. But uh, it's, what is your podcast about? Say it in one sentence or less. Who is it for? Where are you taking them? And why should they listen to you? Figure out those four things. Get them crystal clear. And that's going to, you can, you can, Iterate that and change that anytime you want. And as you grow, you will change it. But just get it on paper. Done is better and perfect. And then just fucking launch it. You could type in how to launch a podcast on YouTube. You might see my playlist that's up on there. Or you might see Pat Flynn's playlist on there. Or somebody else's. There's plenty of them up there that work. And they show you the tech side of it. Just fucking follow what they tell you. Get your podcast launched. Boom. Now you got a show. Now I'm going to steal. So I'm going to steal this question. And this is probably a question that you've, I know that's a question you've said multiple times. So like I said, I listen to your show. And so if you could start over, okay, with all the ammo, all the knowledge you got in your brain, right? Everything that you know now, what would you tell yourself starting over as an underdog entrepreneur? Did I get that question right? Yeah, man. So this, this answer for me changes as I grow, right? Uh, right now, the answer is quit telling yourself bullshit lies. The stories. I told myself that I had to work 16 hours a day and get my business to a certain point before I could start you know, focusing on my health and my family. I let that shit go, my relationships. Uh, and it was bullshit. And the beginning of January this year, we're not even at a seven-figure business yet. And what's crazy is... The beginning of this year in January, I said, I'm just going to work 12 to 4, Monday through Friday, and that's it. That's it. I haven't even been doing that much, too, because I don't even work on Fridays anymore. I go out to the woods and shit. And uh, so I'm working 16-hour weeks right now, and the business is growing faster than it's ever have. Now, granted, I do have a team in place, and we keep on figuring out ways to remove me from the business and figuring out how the business can run and operate completely without me. So maybe you might have to hustle to a certain point. I don't know. But I think I think your life is better off balanced. And actually, you know, health is more important than business at the end of the day. Uh, relationships to me is more important business at the end of the day. Now, business is important. Uh, it's super important because you need money to, to do shit, right? So I don't know. I would just tell myself to quit telling yourself bullshit lies because whatever you tell yourself, like last thing, I used to tell myself my whole life I can't dance. And I never could dance. But now I'm telling myself, I just haven't taken enough time to learn how to dance. And I'm going to sign up for dancing classes. And I'm going to start dancing with my daughters and uh, and my wife. It's because I fucking want to. Just because. But uh, it's all about what you tell yourself. Amen, dude. I love that. Yeah, I stole that question from you. For those of you <laughs> listening, that's that's uh, that's Zach's question that he asks every show. I hope I, I didn't. I probably butchered it, to be honest with you. I wrote it down like as we were talking. And I was like, yo, I'm going to read this wrong. And I'm going to come like an idiot. So, but yeah, dude, like that's huge, man. Like, so there is something you said, and I don't know if you said it on a podcast or if you said it in that, in your group or what, but you said we shouldn't build the podcast or, or the, shouldn't build the business around, or we should build the business around us. We shouldn't build us around the business. Yeah. For so long, for so long, I built my life style around my business 
now I'm building my business around my lifestyle. Yeah. I love that. Cause I got to be like entrepreneurs, you go into entrepreneurship because you want to live a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you we get, we, find out we created a new job for ourselves and we're even <laughs> right. We created this job for ourselves and now we're crushed and we have all this work to do. And it, and now we're working overtime. We're working more hours. We're doing more than we did prior to. So, which Zach just dropped, but that's all right. We'll get him back in here, but that's actually the end of the show. So guys, I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I kicking it with my man, Zach, and, uh, we'll, we'll get him back in here one of these days, but kicking it with my man, Zach guys, if you, if you have not heard his podcast, go to underdogempowerment.com. Okay. His, his, his podcast is awesome. Like I said, it's one of my nightly listens. It's one of my favorite podcasts out right now. I listen to that a ton. So go listen to that podcast, leave him a re review, let him know that you, you heard him here on the Anavari podcast and, and give him some love, man. Help, help him uh, climb those rankings. Not that he really needs it. He doesn't need it from little old me, but he does need it from you. So you go do that, right? Go, go drop it. Um, drop him a, a, a like, subscribe. And, uh, and listen to that thing, man. You will be a better person because of it. And guys, if you like enjoying listening to these, this podcast and you like to enjoy listen to, uh, to other podcasts, you want to hear other ones, go to InnovariPodcast.com. You'll hear all of our podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We have th This will be posted on YouTube as well for our videos so you can go back and watch all of our podcasts as well. And if you want to get more information on some of the things we talked about today and we talked about all season of getting 1% better, go to innovaripodcast.com, click download your free guide to getting 1% better. That is available at innovaripodcast.com. Also guys, if you're an entrepreneur and you're out there hanging out and you want to get a, you know, you want your podcast, like, man, I want, I want to get my podcast ranked. I want to do all that stuff. Go check out my man, Zach, go to underdogempowerment.com. I'll let him say that actually here in a second. But if you want to talk about systems and processes and you want to talk about all the guts and the stuff that we talked about some on this podcast or on this podcast, hit me up, go to innovaripodcast.com, fill out that contact form and let's chat about your, your systems and your process. I'm going to bring Zach up again one more time just to be like, yo, Zach, first off <laughs> the internet, my man, like, I know that we're not in person, but <laughs> bro, it wasn't even the internet. I was hanging on for dear life. It was my fault. My, my, uh, charger was over here i'm in the kitchen at my house right mm. we, we just moved out of our old studio and uh i was like it's on one percent i was like oh shit i was like it's gonna <laughs> if we're wrapping up it's the last question we're good and then and then it died so that was my fault take four no you're good man i've been there dude so how can people re how can people reach you how can people get uh get a hold of mr zach babcock yeah dude appreciate you for asking uh definitely go to underdogempowerment.com uh, that's got the podcast right on the front page. If you want to go listen to that, Underdog Empowerment's on pretty much any platform that you listen to podcasts on. And it's got all my social medias there. If you want to connect with me, definitely go to underdogempowerment.com. Uh, if you need any help with podcasting, go to podcastpowertrain.com and all the info's there as well. Um, either way, hope to see you over there. Uh, dude, and thanks for having me. This was a blast for real, man. Well, I appreciate it, dude. I've been I've been meaning to get you on for a while, so I appreciate you hopping on, man. And uh, sorry that it took me so long. I will, oh, dude, no worries. Uh, it was that for sure. But dude, thank you so much, man. I, like I said, I, uh, I appreciate all that you've done for me with this podcast. So everybody listening, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that you hear and see is from Zach and, and then, uh, Tony Watley, which we had on the show prior to like y'all too. I, I, I'm monkey see monkey do over here, man. Like I see your, but I'm like, damn, like listen to my 
when y'all listen to my intro and then you go listen to Zach's intro, you'll be like, that's where he got his intro from our, from our dude, Joey. So yeah, I appreciate everything you're doing, man. I appreciate just who you are and what you do and, uh, and keep it up, man. I really appreciate it. Likewise, right back at you, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Innovare podcast. You can listen to all episodes at InnovarePodcast.com on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. If you enjoy watching podcasts, check us out on YouTube for a visual behind the scenes look at all Innovare podcast episodes. We have recently released a community of entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook at Innovare Mindset. That's Innovare Mindset to join the private group of entrepreneurs changing the world. Until next time, guys. See ya.